You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Welcome back to Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress. Happy 2024. It's a new year. It's a good start. It is a good start. Well, I don't know if it is or not. Hey, you rang the bell last month, so. I did. (laughs) Chemo is done. You people don't have to hear any more whining and complaining about chemo because I'm finished. And I ain't going back. Yeah, exactly. Rang the bell, got the T-shirt, got the certificate. Checked it off the bucket list. I had about 30 cops and first responders and my dog there and my son and daughter-in-law there to witness it. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all good to go now. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so 2024 came in. and With a bang. And, and I moved. I'm in a new house. Yeah. And, yeah, it's kind of kind of interesting. <laughs> life, life is... Uh, a lot of changes for the beginning of the year. Yeah, but hopefully getting back to some normalcy. But I don't there even know go. what normal is. Right. That's a whole thing, you know. Well, your your life is always crazy busy, so. So that's my normal. Right. But yeah. now I don't have to go every three weeks and waste my time sitting there getting crap dumped in my body. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So getting get kind of back in in my control a little bit. We're there still doing scans and echocardiogram. I just think they all need new beach houses exactly. or boats yeah, or they're buying something. something that's it yep and they go oh susan's an easy target we'll just bring her in here <laughs> so anyway so we are up and running here in the chris ferrara podcast studio and uh, again we need to keep remembering our good friend yes because if not he will remind us we need to remember him he'll flash lights and whatever he needs to do but well we have his picture right outside the door of, the, of our little podcast studio and actually when i came in today i was like i saw the picture i was like hey chris yeah that's it welcome to 2024 that's it absolutely <laughs> his butt should be sitting in here but that's okay uh we will remember him uh And we've got his softball tournament, the second annual Chris Farrar softball tournament coming up the end of the month. And that's going to be here in Tempe at the sports complex. So if you're in the Phoenix area anywhere, uh, we hope you'll join us on, I think that's Saturday the 28th. The 27th. 27th. 27th, um, At Tempe Sports Complex, come out and watch police and fire Try to play softball. (laughs) It will be interesting. So anyway, today's guest. Uh, Our guest today, well, there's two guests. And possibly two more if they jump on. Right, you never know. So so we were contacted by Chris Bennett. Hello, Chris. Um, And so he runs, well, he's part of two different nonprofits. Yes. Uh, which is kind of interesting. I would think Susan would probably be like, one keeps me plenty busy. How can you do two? Oh, good Lord. No. Yeah. No. I ain't got but seven days in a week. I don't know how you're getting more hours and days because I'm working 24-7 as it is. Jeez. So Chris You'll be has, surprised at my schedule. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> your two podcasts, Chris, are... Or a, nonprofits. Or nonprofits. Sorry, not podcasts. Are a Warrior Heart Boot Camp. Yep. And unashamed, unafraid. Yep. 
Okay. So Unashamed Unafraid is the podcast, okay. and then Warrior Heart Bootcamp is, um, it's actually called a Warrior Heart Ministries is the actual okay. type of name, but like if you look it up online, it's going to be a Warrior Heart Bootcamp, okay. um, and that's that's what we do with the, the weekend retreat that we do for, for men. Awesome. All right. Awesome. So tell us about how you got involved with all this stuff. Yeah, so... I was going through, so I dealt with so many years for, with sexual addiction recovery mm-hmm. and was working with a therapist and he had read a book and then gone out to a, a boot camp. Um, have you guys ever heard of the book by John Eldridge called Wild the Heart? Yes. Yes. I've actually so, referred to some clients that I'm working with on sex addiction to it. Yes. Awesome. Awesome, awesome book. So if you guys, if any of your listeners have not read that book, I highly recommend it mm-hmm. because it's very... Um, well written and John Eldridge is just amazing. So he actually created the this Wild a Heart Boot Camp in Colorado and he only allows five hundred people a year to go to this boot camp. Hmm. Well, because there were so many people he I mean he sold millions and millions and millions of copies of this book and he was getting so many people that wanted to come in to the boot camp, they had to put in for a lottery. So he's like, I want to be able to spread this word. So he allowed people to actually like Take the videos, the DVDs that he created of the boot camp, and go and show those at different places. So people can create their own venue, go to a venue, and show this video of all these different um, sessions to the men and put on their own boot camp around the world. Hmm. So these guys, so my therapist and and three other guys decided that they were going to, they went to the, the boot camp out in Colorado, they read the book, and they were like, hey, we need to start one in Utah. So I went to the very first one in June 2009. And it completely changed my life. So what boot camp is, is it's a three-day weekend, just all about your connection with God, learning how to be the men that we're supposed to be, mm-hmm. how to fight for our wife's heart, our kids' hearts, but most importantly, how to fight for our own heart. Mm-hmm. Because so many of us get wrapped up in life. We try, we're working on things for family. We're doing things for our spouses. We're doing things for work. We're doing things for everybody else, and we forget about who we are. Yep. We lose our identity. And uh, when I went to boot camp, I found who I was, and I found God in a way that I've never experienced God before. I grew up in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and this was a totally different experience than I have ever had before and helped me see God in a different way because I was like understanding his unconditional love for me no matter what i was doing in my life he still loved me just because of who i was so this is a non-denominational program yes non-denominational yep so then the reason why we do it that way is because um john eldridge created it that way Mm -hmm. and when they created the boot camp here they they don't show the videos they actually took the backbone so we took the backbone of it and then created our own boot camp from that so we still keep the content um, similar to what John Eldridge does so that people can really understand God and who God is. But every speaker has their own stories of what they put into it. So that's why they, they do that. But then we also keep it non-denominational because it's not about religion right. at all. Right. right. We, Good thing. We know, we know there's there's hurt in church. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care what church it is. There's yep. hurt in all, church, all sure. churches, right? So we want to keep that out of it because we want people to understand God mm-hmm. and his love for them and separate God from church because God is separate from church. Yes. And so that's why we wanted to be able to make sure that people continue to to understand that. So we I because it changed my life so much, 
I said I wanted to be a part of this. So immediately I started doing the marketing for them. I became the prayer team lead and then eventually joined the speaking team. And now I'm on the executive board with, with um, seven other guys. And so we actually run this and we do multiple boot camps all across the country. Mm-hmm. So we actually have nine that we're going to be doing this year in 2024. So this is our biggest year that we've had. Nice. We became a nonprofit in 2001 mm-hmm. because it just kept getting bigger. And we were like, we want to make this amazingly huge because we want to be able to bring this message just like John Eldridge is doing just bring this message to other men sure across sure. the country we we probably in every boot camp that we do uh, we probably have about 15 to 18 states represented at every boot camp mm-hmm. and we've even had people come in from New Zealand we've had people come in from Europe and it's been really cool to watch all these men come in and out. So mm-hmm. I've there's only one boot camp that I've ever missed since June 2009. Nice. And so it's just been part of my life and became a passion of mine to really help the hearts of men. And so this year we have three boot camps here in Utah. And the one that I'm super excited about is the, the reason why we're coming on here is the very first boot camp that we have this year is February 29th through March 2nd. Okay. And it is for first responders and military only. Nice. Now, I know what yeah. our audience is hearing, and they're going to want to know first thing, what's the cost? Yep. So um, as of right now, so normally the cost is 595 Okay. And that includes the, the two days lodging. So all three days that you're up there, the two nights lodging, all of your food, drinks, everything it includes skeet shooting. Um, Jeremy, that you guys will hear from in a minute, Jeremy actually takes people through a um, an actual like hunting, like but with bows. He takes them through a course that he set up with shooting um, multiple 3D targets, like a bear and a deer and a badger and a turkey, like all these cool things. So we have we help people create an adventure. I take men on hikes and everything. And so, so it includes all of that. Okay. So $595 for the whole weekend. Right. So it's three days. It's Thursday through Saturday. So Thursday morning, uh, registrations around nine o'clock in the morning. And then you end on Saturday night around six o'clock PM. Okay. So you'll stay up there the whole time. And then it's normally it's 595, but because it's the first responder and military only, we wanted to do something special for them. So we're actually dropping it to 495 through January 15th. And I know that this is going to be posted around January 10th. Yeah. So if we need to, if you have people reach out to you or they reach out to us, we will honor that okay. um, because that only gives them like five days to, hey, we're, we're <laughs> going to do that, you know. And so we'll honor that through the end of January mm-hmm. for those guys that will reach out through and say, hey, we heard you on the podcast. Uh, we'd love to be able to honor that 495 price for them. We've never done that before because we just like, you know what, this is our price. And we sure. sell out every Utah event. We have 138 men. Um, we're, we won't have 138, well, we might have 138 men up there this time for the first responder, which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. We'd love to be able to do that. But this is our first time doing the first responder and military only boot camp. Nice. We just wanted to create a safe environment for these mm-hmm. people to be able to come and have like-minded men that are there right. and sure. just feel like they have connections there. They can, you know, they'll be able to share stories if they want to. And what, what's cool about it is they, they don't even have to share stories. They don't have to share anything. They could just sit back and just listen, listen. to God. Sure. Listen to the the sessions and just really take it in. And Jeremy will talk a little bit about that and how he tried to t- tried to hide in the back. Uh, but God no, not a cop. They're they're always ready to jump up and talk and tell their whole life story. Just ask right? them. Yeah. Now, 
keep in mind when I tell people, especially those that are in the military and first responders, I'm like, Hey, it's a boot camp, And they're like, Oh man, I've got a bum knee. I'm not going to be able to do those things. <laughs> no, it's not that kind of boot camp. This is a God boot camp. Sure. sure. <laughs> right. So we're not doing like these strenuous activities, all these things that, that you have to worry about jumping fences and doing all these things. No, it's not like that at all. <laughs> this is all about finding your connection with God and understanding who he is and understanding your own identity mm-hmm. and who you are. Sure. Sure. So the audience is listening because, again, I've worked with this crew for 32 years, and I know they're thinking, is this a treatment program? Do I have to have some kind of an addiction? Do I have to have PTSD? Do I have to have what? You don't have to have any of that other than a desire to understand God. Good, good. Yeah, and that's that's what's cool about it. That we have people from all walks of life. We have a lot of guys that come up with addiction. We have guys that don't have addictions, and we have people that are – leaders of churches. We had a guy that came from, he owns a mega church out in New York. He has like five different mega churches, one in New York, Berlin, Australia, California. And there was one more. I can't remember where it's at, but, but I mean, he came out and was part of it. And we have, we've had all sorts of leadership from around the world to be able to come be part of this as well. So it's really cool to see the different people that come to this and all the different walks of life. Mm -hmm. And everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a story on how they view God and how sure. they see God, but also how they see themselves. Sure. Whether it is through PTSD, whether it is through trauma that they've had in their lives, where they've had a lot of guys are like, oh, I've had um, big, I haven't had any big traumas in my life. Well, there's a, we call it, there's big T traumas and little T traumas, right? Big T traumas are like these big events that have happened, mm-hmm. um, sexual abuse. Um, physical abuse, um, things that have happened in, especially dealing with first responders, yes. the things that they see, those are big traumas. Mm-hmm. But then people are like, well, I, didn't, I haven't really had a lot of big traumas. Well, little traumas, <laughs> yeah. like although the, we call them little T traumas, those add up. Sure, cumulative. And, right. right. They totally add up and then eventually just explode, right? Mm-hmm. And so people, we help the people understand. What we do is just understand God and not, we're not providing therapy for them. Mm-hmm. So it's not a therapy session. Good. We're not trying to treat their therapy in any way. We're not having them share their stories. Like I said, they can share their stories if they want to, but that's just around the the lunch tables or dinner tables with everybody if they want to share their story. They're not getting up on stage to share the what what's on their heart. They don't have to do any of that. They're not we're not even asking them to do any of that. It's so fellowship. It's absolutely. It's a brotherhood that mm-hmm. most of these guys have sort of experienced because there's a brotherhood that we understand under the first responders and military. Yep. There's a brotherhood there. Right. But this even goes a little bit deeper and I'll have Jeremy even talking to that of just what the brotherhood has done for his heart. Sure. Because the brotherhood that has done for my heart, it has absolutely changed who I am and how I see things. I can bounce ideas off of other men. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm talking to other good men that are also trying to that are on their journey with God and understanding who he is. Sure. So like I invite men to my house every other Friday is when it's warmer, we have fires at my house so that people can come and hang out. They can share about what's on their heart. They can talk about those cool things that are, that done men moments, or sometimes they'll bring spouses and their kids with them. It's all about creating connection. And that's what we care about. Sure. And I love the fact that you're emphasizing taking care of yourselves. Cause one of the things that I've, tried to teach in most of the classes is the the priority list. You have to put God first. 
yourself second. And people look at me funny when I say that, and I go, but if you don't put yourself next, um, then you aren't taking care of you to have something for the third priority, which is family, and then fourth is the job. And I have to tell them, I said, it's not about your kids don't get new school shoes so you can go buy a new gun. It's about right. you have to put yourself in the priority list or you give up everything and then there's nothing left. And this is important for people to understand. I find it really important, especially for Southern women, but it's important for everybody. Yeah, because because what happens is then then they get the the dad that's checked out, mm-hmm. that is absent, that his mind is somewhere else, sure, disconnected, um, totally not there, sure. And we we want to change that. We want men to realize, hey, there's a there's a way that you can connect with yourself mm-hmm. and you can become a better man for those that are around you. Absolutely. And my, my wife always says, she's like, I hate boot camp, And it's not because, and she, she absolutely loves boot camp because of what it, because of the man that I become because of it. Mm-hmm. The reason why she says she hates it is because there's warfare that comes up before, during and after always because I'm part, mm-hmm. I'm part of like sharing the message. So, so the enemy does whatever he can to come after me or my family or whatever it is. So he's sure. like, oh, I'm going to try to take him out sure, so that he can't go up there and change the hearts of men. Yep. And so we even call men, like anybody that signed up, we call everybody within a month, a month before the boot camp, And we talk to them about that and say, hey, just so you know, mm-hmm. the enemy is going to do what he can to take you out before boot camp. Yep. Sure. He's going to have issues with work come up. He's going to have issues with family come up. Or he's going to have all these things to try to keep you from going because he knows what it's going to do for your heart. Mm-hmm. Because it isn't just your heart that gets changed. It is the hearts of those that are around you that get changed as well because you become a different person. Sure. And people see that and it's like, wow, yeah, who is this guy? I love this man. Like this, this is a totally different guy that I've ever experienced before. Sure. And I want to get to know him. I want what he's got. Like, let's, let's do this. Right. And so they ask more questions. So it's really cool. Well, let's bring Jeremy into this. And you know, Jeremy, with this being the first one that y'all have done for first responders, I don't know how you're going to keep the firefighters or as we call them, the slab savers. Um, <laughs> Cause we know they'll get up and share everything. Cause they like to get up and talk about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> We love our firefighters, but we got to give them a hard time. <laughs> yep, of course. So tell us about you, Jeremy. Uh, well, I'll try. Um, <laughs> I, I was a police officer for ten years, in in a here here in Utah. Uh, the first month, I was full time. My trainer was shot and killed in the line of duty, and I was oh, the wow. first officer to respond on scene. Wow! Uh, conducted CPR on him. He ended up passing away as a result of that. Mm. So I, I became a, um, I, I got on the SWAT team, was a canine handler for 10 years, training officers, but all those things that I saw, I kept to myself. You know, I, I didn't, how do you, how do you come home and tell your wife the worst, worst day of your life? My trainer just got shot and killed. How do you, how do you tell your wife that? How do you share that with her? And you know, so I kept that all to myself and I started becoming darker, kind of, um, was kind of a, where was God in this? Where, where was, where was he in that moment? Where was he in the moments of the suicides that I saw the, the fatal, fatal traffic accidents that I was part of, where was he when we got in a shootout with one of our ex police officers, 
where was he in that? So I felt kind of an abandonment from him and started making some choices that led me into sexual addiction. And my agency kind of found out about it, but I don't think they had quite enough to fire me. So they asked me to resign, basically asked that, well, we'll pay you this much if you resign. <laughs> so we kind of battled out a little bit and then made a settlement. I left and thought, you know, maybe this would be a good time to go to Iraq and run a bomb dog as a private contractor. So I did that for a year and then came home, was going to get back into law enforcement, found a different career path through a, a professor of mine at college and became a financial crimes investigator for banks. But I still felt that kind of darkness of, you know, not like I didn't belong in this world. Mm -hmm. I was suicidal, really. I, I was like, there's no point, you know, you, I put all my eggs in one basket and thinking I'm going to be a cop for 30 years. And then when they took that away, it was like taking away my identity and it hurt. Sure. You know, um, we, we talk a lot about being brothers in blue and my experience was that I found that to be true until crap started happening. And then I started finding myself more and more alone. And I was showering one day and just had a shaving in my shave mirror on my shower. And, and I just looked completely dark and I thought I've got to change or I got to die. That's the only, I felt like that was the only two choices that I had. Mm -hmm. And so I figured, well, I'm going to, I'm going to change. I, and so I started researching and just finding things, learned about boot camp and went with a, another police officer friend of mine. And we both sat in the back row. <laughs> the back row imagine that didn't have you back to that door huh is that what you're telling me <laughs> there was no way i was going to sit by all these strange men that you know i, I mean i was as most cops i had got hurt uh -huh. you know i didn't i didn't think he was i didn't think i mattered to him i felt like maybe he doesn't matter to me i had to do all these things on my own and he what didn't seem to be there so what's what's the point of having him in my life but i'll give it a shot some, I got to try something different because whatever it was I was doing was just wrecking my life here at home and mm -hmm. hurting my family. And so it's either, it's either die or change. So we sat back, I sat back there the whole time and I didn't really, I ate alone. Uh, I was just an, you know, I, I always joked with other police officers, like, you know, we're just, we're isolated creatures. We're meant for isolation. We're meant to be alone because that's my office. My office is my car. Mm hmm and my dog, but I don't have any, I don't have a community and I don't have brotherhood really deep brotherhood. It, and so I went to the boot camp and I was like, okay, this is, this is interesting. It was good. It was a good experience. I met Chris there, uh, prayed with him on the last day. And but I, when I left, I really thought I'm never going back. You know, this is, this wasn't what I do. This is what, this wasn't in my nature to do these things. So I, I thought, yeah, it was good, but I'll never go. And then Chris called me and invited me to be on the prayer team for the next boot camp. And I was, I was thinking, I was like, you want me to pray with a bunch of guys I don't know? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, come and come and see what it's like. And I said, well, don't expect a lot. I'll probably just stand there. And he says, that's okay. Just come and see. Hmm. So I went with the, really the intention of like, I'm not going to be approaching guys and being like, Hey man, can I pray with you? <laughs> 
And I ended up playing, praying with like 35 guys at that camp. <laughs> never, say <laughs> never. Right. never say never. God works in mysterious ways. Yes, yeah. he does. He, it's so entertainment. Speaking of which, <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, you missed the part of the last day of the first boot camp when you didn't understand God's love for you until we started talking. Yeah. When I prayed with uh, you. I wasn't sure how much time we had. Oh, yeah. Well, what about the officer that went with you to the boot camp? What was his take on all of it? Was he kind of like you were? Yeah, it's okay. No, he's actually going to come. There, we have another boot camp in May. He couldn't come to the first responder one due to some work or something he had. But he said, Are you going to go to the one in May? And I said, Absolutely, if you're going to come. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to come. He's going to come back with me in May. Good. So that'll, that'll be really cool to share that experience with him sure he's the one that got me into law enforcement helped me help me make that transition but it's a it was a journey you know it was it was cool i wasn't sure how god viewed me you know and if he even cared about me a lot of times as as a cop when i would pray i kind of felt like i would be saying something like hey it's me again and I could just picture God rolling his eyes going, oh, this guy. <laughs> Not you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I, that's kind of how I felt. And I've talked to a lot of, lot of cops. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them do feel like, where, where was God in these horrible moments that I experienced? Sure. And I've come to learn that he was there 100%. Absolutely. I just didn't see him. And, Jeremy, and, how did you come to see that? How did you recognize God? when you were at boot camp? So I, I think the way that I started recognizing him was just, uh, yeah. I, I wondered how he saw me, like what, what where, where are you at? And, and throughout this whole boot camp, I was asking that question, because uh, we have, we call a vow of silence. So we listen to a, a presenter and then we go into a vow of silence where you can go journal, uh, pray, just kind of meditate if, if, if that's what you, what you want to do. Take your questions to God. Yeah, take your questions to God. And and I was like, how do you see me? You know, how do I know you're even there? And every day is in those vows of silence, I'd see some form of wildlife. <laughs> see like a, a white uh, snowshoe hare or, or, or deer would come by me or turkeys. And the very last day I walk out the back door and I'm standing there just kind of like, man, where, where are you, God? Where are you? And this white weasel comes running out of this wood pile and almost stood right on my toes, <laughs> like right on my shoes. He just stood there, stood up, looked at me. And and then I met Chris and I was like, I, I just don't know how, I don't know how God sees me or how, how he recognizes me or anything. And then he mentioned how for him, it's usually through nature, mm-hmm. maybe a sunset, sunrise, animals. And then I was like, oh, geez, I've been seeing all these animals you don't typically see all weekend. And I just didn't even, I just thought it was cool. And that's become kind of a way that, for me, kind of a way of God saying, hey, I'm, I see you. I'm here with you. I I watch sunrises, sunsets, whenever I go hunting and fishing. You know, animals, I, I spend a lot of time in the outdoors now. And I see them all the time. And to me, that's just a... a personal way of God saying, I'm, I, I see you, man. Mm-hmm. I, I see you, Jeremy. I see, see what's happening in your life. Did you ever doubt there was a God? 
No, I, I, I grew up uh, in the LDS faith, and, and I never doubted that there was, but I always viewed him as somebody that was just disgusted with me. Yeah, judgmental, I, totally, I think, is what a lot that, of us picture right. God to be. That, that because of maybe the choices and my actions throughout my mm-hmm. life, I sure. just totally disappointed him. And, and it, and it hurt, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, one of the things my, my dad said to me when I, I was talking to him was, you know, at the end, he said, I'm me and mom are disappointed in you and in you. And so is God. <laughs> and so I thought, and he is, he's, he's disappointed in me. He just great. I disappointed my earthly father. And now I disappointed the God that I looked up to. And that wasn't, I don't, that wasn't, I learned to, to believe that that's not the case, that mm-hmm. he's not disappointed in me. Everything that I've experienced in my life has led me to where I'm at now Yep. and, and to what I'm doing now. And my heart through a lot of it has to go through boot camp. When I came back, my, my oldest son said, you're, you're different. You just seem <laughs> your whole, you just seem completely different dad. And I started taking him to boot camp, and he's part of our staff and me and him became part of the staff. I've taken my son-in-law and my younger son and my, my wife and daughters have gone to the women's version that, that we have up here and it's completely changed their lives. And, and it's, you know, it's, it, I started, I came, I went in 2019 was my first boot camp, And since then I'm, uh, our relationship in my family has become so much healthier. Sure. Uh, we're more unified together. We're more bonded together and we trust each other a lot more than we're connected with one another and we're connected more importantly with God. What's the youngest age you'll take? 18. Okay. And the oldest we've had up there is 83. There you go. <laughs> Never too late. Right. <laughs> nope. Nope. And they, they've absolutely loved it. And <clears throat> is the woman's group connected to your program, or is that a separate nonprofit? It, it's, it is a separate nonprofit. We're still connected because we're, like, very closely related to each other with that. Mm-hmm. We, we talk all the time with them. Um, in fact, two of the ladies um, that run the women's retreat, they are actually on our board. And so we have two of our guys that are on our board are also on their board on the nonprofit. So, uh, But what we do... I mean, it's obviously we'd love to be able to make it so that women can go too and experience sure. that because they need to know who God is too. They need sure. they lose their identity through uh, betrayal, trauma. They lose their identity from being a mom and and being all these things, and and uh, they it changes their life too. So that one is called the Heart of a Woman. Hmm. So okay. the, their website is theheartofawoman.net. Okay, good. Are they looking at doing a first responder military? separate no, weekend they, so they only do theirs twice a year so they do theirs um for <clears throat> they do theirs in may the first weekend of may it's mother's day weekend i believe this year will be then and then they also do it in october so as of right now they're only doing two big boot camps a year okay. and they sell out pretty quick yeah i'm sure hmm. and it's here in utah so tell us about your staff how does that work yeah so when we do our what are called flagship events. So like our flagship events are here in Utah that are in May and November. These are just anybody can come from anywhere all around the world. It doesn't matter. They can come in and we will have a lot of our staff. We have about 20 guys that we have for staff to be able to uh, help us with registration, take care of the prayer team, 
uh, run run different things throughout the whole boot camp. Uh, the speaking team, the people, some of the men that are different speaking different because there's nine different sessions. There's actually ten if you caught found if you count the very last session of where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we take this message and live this message kind of deal? Um, so we have all this. We have a lot of amazing staff, and these guys are just amazing men. Their hearts are in it. They're they we all fight for each other, and that's what's cool about it is the brotherhood that we have is even different than the brotherhood that we have outside of the boot camp. I mean, the, the brotherhood that we have with just in the staff, we go up the Wednesday night before so that we can come together as a staff to connect with each other. We connect with each other. We do things outside of the boot camp all the time. We get together as friends and go to dinner. We do a lot of stuff. We reach out to each other when we're in need. Mm-hmm. We have a group me. So we have group me's that um, depend on where people live. So we have like a group me in Arizona. We have a group me in um, Southern Utah and Idaho and Alaska. So we have all these things where, and obviously in Utah, because there's so many men that are all over the place and we want them to be able to have a brotherhood that they can share. Hey, this is what spoke to my heart today. This is a message that I received today from God, or this is a love note. Check out this love note that I received from God. So the love notes is what Jeremy was talking about with the sunsets and the sunrises and how he sees God and how God speaks to us is through love notes. Mm -hmm. And so those guys can post all those things in those. And and that's how we announce, hey, I'm having a fire this Friday, or hey, we're all going to a movie. We just had 26 guys show up last Tuesday a week ago, and we all went and saw um, the boys in the boat. I, mean, I, I know some. I, I was going to ask because I know somebody who was going to see it this afternoon. So I had never even heard of it. Yeah, but, it's a good movie. Uh, I saw it. Oh, good. Yeah, great, great movie. So, and what's cool about this? So we show a lot of clips and stuff throughout the the boot camp, like movie clips or um, to really. They're just movies are so good because they speak to our heart because they speak to the core desires of a man's heart. Mm-hmm. And a man has three core desires. One is a battle to fight. Two is an adventure to live. And three, a beauty to rescue. Or excuse me, a beauty to love, not rescue. A beauty to love. And so if you think about every single movie out there, there's all those elements in there. There's battle, there's adventure, and that's why they speak to our heart. There's there's the beauty. You watch those movies and you're like, oh my gosh, totally. These are the, That's why we like these movies because it just speaks to our heart because uh, that's what we want in our lives. But sometimes we get wrapped up in life and we lose our identity and forget, oh, this is how God speaks to us is through adventure. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, you think of like when when all the prophets in the Bible got together or not got together, when did they find God? Where did they find him? Well, they found him in adventure. They found him in the mountains. That's where they connected to him. So we try to do all of our boot camps, not try. We actually do all of our boot camps up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So we have three here in Utah. So we have obviously the first responder military only. Um and then the two flagship events that'll be here in Utah. Then we have two that will be in Arizona in Williams, which is just outside of Flagstaff. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yep. And then uh, we have one in Alaska, Idaho, and I'm starting one in Virginia and um, Texas this year. Now, so will you and Jeremy travel to all of those, or you have your equivalent, say, in Arizona and in Alaska and whatever? Right. So these, so like the first responder, this is what's called our set. We call it a satellite event, Mm -hmm. which allows us to where we don't need to have as many staff. So three of the, 
men from the executive team will put it together and then we'll invite other men into it. Like, like we've got Jeremy coming with us for the first responder military. Jeremy will be actually be one of the speakers up there. He's actually one of the speakers at the flagship event as well. And so we'll have him do that. Then, um, Arizona, we have three other guys that will run the Arizona one. And then I run one with two other guys up in Idaho and Alaska and, you know, different ones that we'll do throughout the country. So just depends on where we're doing it. We'll determine the staff that we have there. Sure. Tell us a, tri- a just a typical Thursday to Saturday night. What does it look like? Yeah. So what's cool about it. So we don't give people an agenda mm-hmm. because we don't want. We don't want people to be like, oh, yeah, well, that doesn't look very interesting, so I'm not going to go to that one, (laughs) right? It's not a conference. We don't want people to treat this as a conference because it's not. Right. Right. We want them to understand this session is built for you, and God will find a way to speak to your heart. Mm -hmm. And so we will do um, usually do three sessions in a day. And when we do those three sessions, after each session, we'll give them 45 minutes, like Jeremy was talking about, as a vow of silence. Mm Mm-hmm. So that way they can actually take those questions that they they just learned about. They can take those questions they have and go to God with them. It, those, that's where the magic happens. It's not on stage. Right. That's talking about the concept. Then they're actually going to go take that time and implement it. Because if you think about it, when you pray, and a lot of times we pray and we just like move on you know, because we're like praying, we're in a hurry, we just move on, fall asleep, or go to work or whatever. And we don't ever give God time to to actually respond. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the, that's where the magic happens is in that 45 minutes for them to do those vows of silence. So we have, and then in the middle of the day, we have about three to four hours of adventure time. And that's where men can go out. We have all sorts of activities that we can do, right? I take men every day on a different hike. One of the uh, hikes is is to a cross on the last day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do some pretty cool experiential um, things up there with them. Then uh, Jeremy is now running the the bow or the bow hunting course for them to be able to go and shoot. We have skeet shooting that people can do. We have they if people aren't into doing those things Mm -hmm. there's games that they can play there's uh, pickleball there's um, spike ball they could go take a nap because maybe they just don't ever get an opportunity to really even take a nap and this gives them that opportunity can i go and just sleep (laughs) (laughs) right you'll never know i'm there just just lock the door and i and we're good (laughs) yep yep for sure so that and then um so that kind of explains what we do each day so registration is on thursday morning from nine to ten we start at like ten fifteen that morning and then um we go every night until the sessions are done we just do the three different sessions and then we have some pretty cool stuff that we do after um in the evening that we do obviously we can't get too far into it because we don't want the people to know what we do because it's like so awesome and we want them to be able to experience sure. uh, how amazing it is yeah, I just think they're listening. They're hearing 130 plus people, and you know h- how does this right. how does this work that it becomes personal for me? Right. So what's cool about it, like I think the first responder and military will be less than that, mm-hmm. um, especially this first one, um, because it always when we we start a new boot camp, it's typically a little bit smaller than the flagship event. Sure. Uh, we sell out those flagship events just because people know about them. 
they they hear about them all the time through my podcast, through the Leading Saints podcast. Um, they hear about it from all all over the place, and so people know about that one. Um, so they sign up, they get in, 138 men. We're at like total capacity there when we do those. We I don't think we're going to be there. Um, I would hope though that would be amazing. Sure. But ever what's cool is everybody gets their own experience. Yeah. Well, and I assume this is done in areas with lots of land. We don't have yes. neighbors yeah. peeking in and those kinds of things. But and yep. you know, you're you're opening up now with a little bit of a cynical group of people. <laughs> you may have to yeah. challenge some of them and go, "Hey, I don't think you have the anatomy to come to this thing." They'll come then. I promise you. I've used that. Be happy. Feel free to use that little trick, that little Jedi mind trick I play. That's awesome. <laughs> It'll get them in my a, office every time. <laughs> I was inviting a buddy of mine that was in the military. He's on, he's got PTSD and and actually was on permanent disability because of the PTSD it affected him so much. And I'm like, dude, you, he's known me for years. And I'm like, you need to come. Mm-hmm. We're doing this first responder, military only one. And he's like, dude, I hurt my back and I, I just don't think I can do that. And I'm like, what's that got to do with boot camp? <laughs> I'm all. This is all about God. <laughs> he's like, well, I don't know. And he's he's like, I no, I think I'll, I think I'll take a hard pass. And so we have a lot of guys that are like that because they just don't understand what it can really do for their heart yet. Right. Sure. Um, Jeremy, do you have anything to add on to that? Uh, I, I would say, what do you got to lose? Yeah. You know, uh, how's I've I've been there. You know, I've mm-hmm. walked down I've walked down that path and rode in that same car that a lot of those guys out there mm-hmm. have. And, and how's it working out for you right now? How do you how do you look at yourself when you're looking in a mirror? Sure. So what do you, what do you got to lose? Right. All that can happen is that things improve for you. You start feeling a little bit more alive, and I've noticed that when I've when I come more alive, so does my kids. They want to be. They actually want to be around me. Mm-hmm. They're not afraid of me. Right. They don't fear. They don't tiptoe around the words or around the house and be like, oh man, don't don't disrupt. Don't do anything to disrupt dad because he'll just explode mm-hmm. because that's what this job does is, is it just bottles everything inside to the point that you feel like you're going to explode. This is a good opportunity to come and see what, what can happen. Sure, sure. You know, you have nothing to lose. And it takes a first responder to challenge a first responder. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, it, it, it's one thing. Uh, and that was my, my experience was like, how do I tell somebody who hasn't walked in those shoes what it felt like to kneel down next to your partner and perform CPR on them? Right. You know, and they're like, wow, that's, that's crazy. That's insane. You know, somebody might say it, but somebody else who's done it mm-hmm. is totally different. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this is, this is going to give you is an opportunity to build a network of people who walk in, in military and firefighter and first, any for form of first responder responsibilities they've seen and done the same thing that you have yes come and build that community and lift one another and see what we can become i look at it as i can become i'm I'm trying to find ways of becoming a better man Mm -hmm. i want to be able to show up for my boys and and hold them in their pain as they grow up because this world sucks yes (laughs) i keep telling god every day i wake up and go really do i really have to be here another day because you know this is kind of (laughs) crazy especially nowadays yeah yeah boys or girls girls or boys everybody can be a peacock and i'm just like i'm really confused (laughs) if you're you're a cop out there listening to this and 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 it really like take a second and look at your life Mm mm-hmm and, and ask yourself, are my kids really afraid of me? Are they afraid of talking to me sure. because of how I act? Or be, maybe it's the things that I, can I become a better dad? 
Mm-hmm. And, well, and you look at the nature of law enforcement, especially, and again, we'll include the fire in here every now and then, but, um, you know, if you really got to the heart of why anybody goes in law enforcement, it's because they're caregivers. They want to make yeah. a difference. They want to help people. That kind of, Now, they're also adrenaline junkies and ADD and ADHD, but the the real core of it is they want to make a difference. And they'll joke and say, you know, to shoot guns and drive fast, but that's really, I mean, there's a lot of things right. you could do that, but it's about helping people, but they lose themselves. Yeah, we, we forget to take care of ourselves and take care of our own heart. Yep. Uh, you know, and that's something that's changed in me is, is a kind of a wake-up call of, I felt like God was calling me in to wake up the hearts of men through adventure. And that's why I do the archery course up there. I bought six or seven of my own bows that I bring up. Nice. And, and they're, they're actual hunting bows. They're not Boy Scout bows. They'll, they'll kill <laughs> some animals. Sure. And I take men, now I do a little fly fishing for a recovery trip where I take 15 guys out on and teach them fly fishing. Uh, but just to wake up and take care of yourself, that's something that I neglected completely as a cop because I gave everything and anything I could to try to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. I was working 80 hours a week, as much overtime as I possibly could, and there was no self-care. There was no care for my family. And it was. It, it, I think if I had if I had stayed in longer than 10 years, mm-hmm. I would have lost everything. I would have lost my family and probably ended up losing my life. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how much we can give to the job, you know, that, and then that takes us completely away from everything for ourselves and for our family. Mm-hmm. Well, and well that flies, would be something. Oh, go ahead. I, I said, it, and it flies in the face of who you are and what your objective was to get into this. Mm-hmm. But nobody's teaching that in the academy. That's the whole problem. We teach y'all how to, when to, where to, why to. But we don't talk about what you're supposed to do with all of the things you do see and you mm-hmm. have to do and stuff. We ignore all of that. And that's something we're trying to change it under the shield. It's just not easy. Yeah, I, right? I left in 2010, and it wasn't till 2019 that I actually started talking about things that I've shared, some of the things I've shared today. Mm-hmm. I kept it bottled in for 10 years thinking I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a tough guy. I got I got to keep it in a guy doesn't share his feelings there's right. no way sure you know and that was it just started it was eating me eating me alive from the inside out yeah yeah well, i wrote a theory 32 years ago and it's the simmons theory of the psychological garbage can and it that's exactly what it's talking about is everything that goes in that garbage can that then in the academy we tell you don't talk to your families keep personal and professional separate well that's creating divorces and all kind of issues also um, but the reality of the matter is, is we need to be teaching people how to empty that they do have a psychological garbage can, what it looks like and how to empty it. And that families have to be a part of this because it's a lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, And, and so at this at this camp, the three executive team members are, are are trained. So if somebody comes up and they're having a moment and they need some help, there's help up there. Good. But there's also people to talk to that have walked it that this last boot camp that I went on in November, there was another police officer that was there and I could just tell that he was having a hard time. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of, he knew I was a cop. He was following me around. And so finally I said, all right, man, what's on your mind? And we went in and just, we talked for till three o'clock in the morning and he just shared a lot that has been just sitting on his chest. Nice. And, and so that's, that's brotherhood. 
Prince. Yeah. That's Wait. that's battling for a a, a boy in blue if you, or sure. whatever sure. branch that you served in. Well, he knew you wouldn't be shocked, and there'd be no judgment, right? And and yeah. that kind of thing, and that's what that's what has to be there in order for law enforcement and first response and military. Uh, my son's a marine. You you have to be able to hear whatever they say and not fall out on the floor and oh my gosh and uh, freak out and yeah. stuff. You did what? Yeah, you saw what exactly? And, and there's there's men that are coming up that that I know are all in all those branches. There's some men from Arizona who who served in the military that are coming up police officers from, from down there, police officers from Idaho. I know Great. there's, I think some signed up from Washington and Florida that are coming. Good. So how are you, know, you getting speak, the word out? Cop, yeah. That's what I did, but all are welcome. You know, we all, we, we all need help in becoming a better person and becoming a better man. Sure. This, this gave it to me and I've seen it change men's hearts so how no doubt there's a god how yeah yeah, how are you guys getting this word out um where where do people go to to sign up to register that type of stuff uh we know it's in utah where do we fly into if we're coming from out of state that type of stuff so excuse me sorry getting over cold here (laughs) so the the website for a warrior heart is a warriorheart.com okay and they can go there do the registration it'll show all the boot camps that we've got lined up for the year obviously we want them to sign up for the first responder military one if that date works for them if it doesn't grab one of the other dates that does work for you okay uh so definitely want to make sure that they know that those are available we usually get the word out through word of mouth and then also the biggest thing is is from uh, the unashamed unafraid podcast Mm mm-hmm that goes out. Um, we just found out that we're in a hundred different countries. So unashamed, unafraid is a podcast. It's, it's for, um, those that are struggling with sexual addiction, recovery, okay. um, sexually compulsive behaviors. So my story's in there. My, my story is actually number 33 on that story. And we have addicts that will come on, share their story from their heart of what recovery was, has been like for them, what worked, what didn't work. We'll have their spouses come on if they're willing to sometimes. Good. Then we'll also have therapists and coaches that will come on and share about certain subjects that we give them like shame. We have a Dr. Adam Moore that came in and talked about shame. So we named the episode More on Shame. Mm-hmm. And we have people <laughs> talk about disclosure and what the right way to do disclosure is and <clears throat> where uh, so th- that we saw, send it out through the podcast. We also send it out through um, Leading Saints is another podcast. He's also on the board with us, uh, Kurt Frankham, and he shares that message all over the world because it's about it's about creating unity within the men. And people talk about all this toxic masculinity and where it comes from, and and so we're trying to change that view of what masculinity is. Masculinity is being the men that we're supposed to be. And having this connection with God and being able to know our identity of who we really are and not trying to pose and be someone else or be someone that we're, we're not, because that's when things, that's when we hurt people. That's mm-hmm. when people get hurt by us. That's when things mm-hmm. change, where we start to see our things, our lives differently. And, you know, we lose the aliveness that we feel. Sure. And Jeremy talked about being alive. And so as, as your listeners, as they're listening to this, I would ask you guys, do you feel alive? Yep. This is a boot camp. This boot camp has helped me find what makes my heart come alive. And 
what I, I'm also a coach, so I coach men in addiction recovery across the country. And so one of the things that I tell my clients is if you step into your liveness, everything changes. Mm-hmm. And because the reason why is because when you feel that aliveness, the way you see yourself changes, the way you see God changes, the way you see your spouse changes, the way you see your your kids changes, the way you see your church, the work, like everything changes when you step into your liveness. And this is understanding what that is. Cause I may ask people all the time, Hey, I don't, I don't care what they do for a living. I may ask them, what do you do that makes your heart come alive? And so many men up there, they pause <laughs> and they're like, Oh, you know what? I don't really know. I haven't thought about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what? Oh, I used to do this and I used to do that. They just get so wrapped up in life that they just forget who they are and forget what makes their heart come alive. And they wonder why they're so angry. Sure. It's because they're not doing that self-care. They're not mm-hmm. taking care of their actual needs. Do you have people come multiple times? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. We had, it was funny. We had one of the guys, that, and him and his brother, ended up coming being part of the staff with us for a while. And their very first boot camp, they're sitting there listening to guys around the lunch table and they're talking, oh, yeah, this is my sixth boot camp, and this is my seventh boot camp. And they look at each other and like, don't these guys just – do they just not get it? <laughs> and, and by the end Slow of boot learners. Camp, <laughs> it, it was so funny because by the end of boot camp, these guys, they're like – Oh, now we totally get it. We're coming back. And they've, been, they've each been to like 12 or 14 boot camps. They just, their, their hearts come alive in it. And it's been awesome, you know. So that's that's what happens. Good. People come all the time. So we still, every boot camp that we do, we usually have about 67, 60 to 70% are new attendees. Great. So we still have 30 to 40% that are alumni, but we usually don't ever drop below 60%. So it's actually pretty awesome because the word is getting out and people understand Hey, I need to be, I need to have this in my life. Sure. Sure. And there's something I think we forgot to mention that if, if there's a, somebody from the first responder career path that wants to bring a support person or is like, you know what, I'm not going to go unless I bring Johnny with me, Mm -hmm. bring him. They can, they can attend with him as, as a support. Same cost and everything. Okay. Yeah. They both pay. The support also pays. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And that's what's cool about it because we wanted to make sure that it was safe for them. If they felt more comfortable with having a buddy come with them, sure. Hey, let's go. Sure. Like, come on. We'd love to have it. I'd love come, to come hear that adventure together. I'd love to hear the cop talking to the support person, talking them into it. Hey, man, we're going to go up here and shoot bows. <laughs> he, he doesn't tell them the bottom line to it. He just goes, Yeah, it's going to be great. Come on. <laughs> I know how y'all work. I got this all figured out. <laughs> but whatever works, God uses all things. You know, it doesn't yep. have to be uh, black and white. So that's perfect. That's- that's actually how one of our staff guys, he, that's how he got his dad to come. He was like, Dad, I need you to come down and help us out with the event that we're doing in, in Arizona. We're going to have you, like, cook and everything. And he shows up, and he already has his bags packed, and he showed up down in Arizona. And he's like, Dad, you are actually an attendee. We don't need your help. And he's like, oh, my God, and changed his life. Nice. Totally changed his life. It was nice. awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, and we will make sure our producer is not here today. He is still on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm still right. trying to figure out how that happened. Um, but we'll make sure all of this is posted in the 
discussion about right um, yeah chris already sent um a copy of the flyer and i've already given that to joel so he has that information so we'll get it on our social media too for you guys yeah absolutely that would be awesome yeah anyway we can help we really just appreciate you guys coming on and talking about it and again if any of us can ever do anything for you with your podcast or uh help advertise any future first responder uh, weekends is yeah. is the plan to have more than one a year down the road? As of right now, we will have this one a one a year right now, mm-hmm. and as it keeps growing, absolutely, we're we're we always go to God with this, and sure. know God is like His hand has been in all of this with the with all the growth that we've had. Yeah, and it just and we talked about this even five years ago of doing a first responder in the military. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be awesome because we had so many men come through mm-hmm. that it's just completely changed their lives. And so we're like, we should totally do that. And then it just opened up to where we were going to use this for an, an advanced boot camp this time for February 29th through March 2nd. We we're going to use it for advanced. And we decided not to do advanced. And we're like, well, so what do we do? And I'm like, guys, this just opened it up for us to have this first responder military only one. Let's yep. just do it. Yep. So we're like, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Awesome. And here we are. Now, I'll, we'll I'll even admit when they when they they called me to say, "Hey, we're going to do this." I actually, I I started crying. <laughs> uh, yep, you know the need. Because, That's right. Yeah, because I know, I I know what that feels like. Sure. To hate yourself hey. and, and wonder if if things can be better and they can be better. And you will get probably more of a draw from first responders with it being just first responders. It's sad it's that way, but that is the reality of it. And we're not going to change that in the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, It opens the doors down the road for them to be more open to other people and stuff. But initially, it it has to work that way. And and again, God uses that for a reason, I think, because it does take one to be able to talk to one. Yep, exactly. And that's that's the whole reason why we did it this way. Is just we get, we wanted to make a safe place for them to be. Sure. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on and we hope you'll come back and and update us on how it went and Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, we'd yeah. love to we'd love to I'm sure the audience will be interested right. cuz there are cops sitting there going, "I'll never fly." <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay. I just know they are. That's they're the dreaming. Cynics. Yeah, they're delusional. <laughs> that ain't going to work. Ain't no cop going well, to those that. Those are the guys thing. that need to sign up. Well, that's that's right. right. Yeah, they don't have the anatomy, Chris. <laughs> you should give an anatomy discount. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we we appreciate it. And like I said, we'll be interested to hear how it goes. And I know God's going to use it for great things because He always does. And you know, I said if you don't have but two show up, those two are going to impact so many others. Exactly. And that's that's just how it starts. Mm-hmm. And we are, we're grateful for you guys having us on this podcast and being willing to even share this message and just allowing us to share our hearts here on this on this podcast with you guys. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are too. So, Tom, you want to wrap us up here? Well, yes. Um, Again, I'd like to thank Chris and Jeremy for coming on and talking about this great event that's going to be coming up. And hopefully a lot of our listeners will put that on that question on their heart and sign up to go to that. Take my challenge. Because <laughs> I don't right. think y'all will do it. <laughs> um, you know, you never know what you're going to get out of an experience like that. Right. Uh, it may be totally life-changing for you. Absolutely. So uh, it's, it's definitely something that 
we all need to get back to is get back to God. Yes. Um, for all of our listeners out there, uh, if you are going through the tough times, um, even if you can't make an event like this, it's coming up on February 29th. Um, we're here for you. You can reach us on our. See if he remembers the number I, I'm here. I'm not going to say toll free, right? Don't say toll free. That's old. That's an old people term. Well, nobody says toll I'm old, free Susan. anymore. I'm older than you, and I don't say toll free. Oh yeah. So, but but we are here for you 24 seven. You can reach us on our phone line at 855-889-2348. If you hit extension one, stay on the line. It will get to somebody, but it's going to roll to the first stress coach that's available. Uh, so hang on. If you reach us on that extension one and you're talking to us and we get disconnected for some reason, we do not have your phone number. We have the 855 number that you called us on. So you would have to call us back again. If you want to speak to Susan directly, you can call that same number, hit extension 2, and you can get to her. You'll probably have to leave a voicemail. You'll get voicemail. And I'll she's just not good at getting that off not, the computer system. I'm not. So, so reach her on her cell phone please, at. <laughs> please, 334-324-3570. And I say if the sun is up, text. If the sun's down, call. Because that's going to be the fastest way to reach me. Don't leave a voicemail because I'm I I don't I don't play with computers well and I might eventually find it. <laughs> That's right. Um, on that on our hotline number, if you hit extension three or reach David Cohen down in Alabama, he runs us our under the shield part down there, um, and I am extension four. Or you can reach me on my cell phone at four eight zero eight six one six five seven four. Uh, you can call or text. If I don't answer, uh, leave me a message. I will get to it. If you need something quicker, text me, and I can get to that right away usually. Uh, but, again, we are we are here for you guys. We, we know the struggles that you face every day. Um, we also understand the family component side of it. We have stress coaches that are, are spouses, kids of, of officers and firemen. Uh, and military. You, you name it. We've got someone that falls within your lifestyle that, that can help you. And everything's anonymous. We don't use the phrase confidential because that's a legal term with exceptions. We are 100% anonymous. Be Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, be your, I don't know, your chief, your sheriff, your lieutenant that made you mad last week. You can give me his name. That's fine, too, whatever. Yeah. Um, if, if one of us asks you for a name, we just want to know what to call you right. while we're talking to or, you. Or, hey, you, whatever. It works. <laughs> Absolutely. And, again, family, this this can be the struggle from you also for the lifestyle. Been there, done it. Was married to a federal agent in drug enforcement 20 years. I know those struggles. And kids, reach out. We're not going to call your spouse and tell them, oh, they called and we're ratting you out. Or we're not going to call your dad nope. or mom and tell them that either. Nope, absolutely. So uh, we know how hard that call is. We're not a referral source. Uh, you're not calling here, and then we're going to go, oh, well, here's a number you can call. We know how hard that first call is, and somebody needs to be there to answer it who understands it. And uh, that's what we're here for. God created this nonprofit truly out of a tragic event in 1992, and He's been running it, even though I ask him to let me run it every now and then, and he just goes, yeah, right, Susan, sure, whatever you say. Um, but uh, it's an honor for us to be here and provide these services. And, again, we're going into our 32nd year now. 
Amazing. It is amazing. Absolutely. I'm just can't believe it. Seems like just a few years and then other times it seems like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> but again, guys, thank you all so much for being on and for what you're doing and how God is moving in your lives to do this. And uh, we just thank all of our first responders, military and families out there for the sacrifices. We know what those are firsthand. And we just appreciate you so God bless you. God bless your families in this great nation that we live in. Come back and see us next week.